Hello, everyone. Welcome to the live recording of I Can Explain podcast. Um, Thank you so much. <laughs> we've never live recorded before, so this is kind of wild. Usually we sit in a closet surrounded by clothes. And uh, we had some technical difficulties because we usually record the two of us in our in my closet with one mic and garage band. <laughs> and like one of the issues of having a podcast is that people assume that you know how to create a podcast, which yeah. we don't. <laughs> no, we're not we're not that <laughs> No, no. We like to consider ourselves amateurs and we're like seventy two episodes in, so here yeah. we go. Still learning, still learning. <laughs> so why don't we kick it off, Sean? Yeah, sure. Hey, hey, I'm Sean. Hey, I'm Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is Fan Expo. <laughs> yes. So for all of you listening at home, we are currently live recording at Fan Expo Vancouver, and we're so excited to be here. Um, they got us out of our closet, which is a big deal. Yeah. And for all of you who haven't listened to our podcast before... I Can Explain podcast is a podcast, as we mentioned, where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. It's an LGBTQ plus podcast where we talk about topics that people might just, you know, have never known about, maybe because they don't know someone who's LGBTQ plus. Maybe they're not out yet and they're looking for answers or representation. And we want to be the people that can answer those questions because we have found that a lot of people actually don't want to be ignorant. They they want to know answers. They just don't know how to politely ask. So we want to be those people that people can ask those questions to. They can come to our podcast and they can listen to topics such as coming out, uh, LGBTQ plus sex. We cover it all. But today we're going to be talking about fictional LGBTQ plus characters yeah. and representation, something that is very important and we talk about on our podcast a lot. Yes, our top five uh, fictional Queerictors, if you will. Queerictors. Yes. I like that. Yes. yes. But this is kind of awkward because, like, when it's just you and me in my closet and I, like, bully you, it's funny. <laughs> but when I bully you in public, I feel like it's just sad. <laughs> That's true. That'll be an interesting dynamic. Yeah, definitely. No one get, no one leave. Be here to support me this whole time, please. Yeah. Sean gets a little Your mean. time of need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like we said, we usually record in a closet, so this is a little wild. Um, something, if you listen to our podcast, you probably know that I kind of rant and Sean needs to cut me off, so yeah. he'll be doing a lot of that. And I also say a lot of things incorrectly, and there's a new one, Sean, that I just thought of the other day, and that is that I always thought it was play it by year. Okay. So I would always Wrong. say, you know, we'll just play it by year. Like maybe next year, maybe the year after <laughs> it's that. The year for me. But I feel like if you say it quickly enough, nobody really knows. Exactly, which is why I spent 28 years of my life not knowing that that was incorrect. <laughs> next year. And then the other day I was driving with my girlfriend and I was like, we'll just play it by year. And she, she said, was like, hold on. <laughs> what did you say? Like, play it by year. We had another one today, our lovely friend Lauren, who is here. Um, almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> and she stopped herself and she was like, oh my God, my, my heart is in my mouth. And I was like, I don't think that's the same. No. So if I ever quit, Lauren can just sub right in and totally. no one will even know yeah. the difference. Yeah. Another wild thing about recording live is, as Sean mentioned, some of our friends are here, but also my parents are here. Yeah. Which is great, don't get me wrong, love, love the support. But if you listen to this podcast, you know that some of the topics I'm probably hoping they don't tune into. 
Well, it's not even like tune in. Like maybe it's fine if they were to tune in, but talking about it in front of them might be a different. It's different. Story. I like to think of that barrier between us in your closet and the rest of the world. Absolutely. And this is making it very real that people might actually listen. Yeah. Frightening. Especially because I think our last podcast that we posted was weird sex products. <laughs> and now we're just sliding right into some fan expo for you guys. Actually, about a month ago, my mom said, so how do I actually like look up these podcasts? Like, where do I find them? And I was like, I don't know. I just We just record them and put them somewhere. Just don't worry about it. But yes, today we are talking about um, fictional characters that are either knowingly LGBTQ plus or have or been... Or queer baiting us. Or queer baiting, yeah. which is another thing we talk about a lot on our podcast. We talk a ton about representation um, in all different forms and why it's important for LGBTQ plus people seeing themselves on screen or hearing themselves representation represented on podcasts. But we haven't talked about as much fictional characters. Right. And I think there's a lot more blurred lines when it comes to fictional characters because there are fictional characters that are outwardly LGBTQ+. But then, as you mentioned, there's characters that I feel like writers are afraid to write as LGBTQ+. Like Elsa. Like Elsa, thank you. <laughs> like, Elsa's gay. Elsa's so gay, yeah. Elsa's my lesbian homegirl, and I'm just ready for her to, like, you know? So I was looking up, like, fictional queer characters, and I looked up Elsa, and then I found, like, a giant subreddit that was just yes. talking about the guy that runs that shop. Like, the yoo-hoo. The what? Some up. <laughs> oh, yeah. How does I'm, this tie and there's, I'll get because he's from the same movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Go, on, go on, go on. So I, there's a full subreddit about how he is really the queer hero of the movie. Oh my gosh. And how when it shows his shop, they pan past a photo that's him and like another guy and like five kids. And people are like, this is his family. <laughs> So. so we're missing the main <laughs> point. Okay, so you have your queer hero I from do. that movie. Yeah. I need Elsa. I need her to be, like, out. And I feel like a lot of times with fictional characters, the writers are like, we're giving you enough. We're not saying that they're heterosexual. So that should be enough for you. Take it. Just take, take what you can get. We're leaving it blurred. Yeah, we'll leave some, like, breadcrumbs of gayness for you. <laughs> you can make the full story yourself. <laughs> and it's like, no, we need it straight up. We need, yeah, we need a make-out scene with Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how that would look. Like, I mean, I guess it's, yeah, there's a, is there a make-out scene in the movie with the sister, the other sister, uh, and the guy? Probably. I don't know. They're probably. Yeah. Why is that okay, Disney? Let's, let's go. <laughs> so we have some fictional characters that have either been important to us or we've noticed throughout the years that we want to talk about. Right. And... I'll start. So my first one for me, and this goes back to what we were just saying, where it was never explicitly said that she was LGBTQ, but we all, like, we know we it, know, yeah. is Xena the Warrior Princess. So Didn't when I, it explicitly make her gay, though, as well? <laughs> but no, like, it did, but, like, it didn't. There was one scene where she almost kissed her female co-star, but then it happened that she was in the body of one of the male cast members. Oh, I just hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I hate when that happens. I hate when we almost get a queer moment yeah. and then it actually is that they're in the body of a man. Similar that to is, my first kiss story. <laughs> it's a classic tale. Yeah. But it's funny because even when I was really, really young, like, I mean, I was like scrolling episodes on TV and I stumbled upon Xena the Warrior Princess. It was, I didn't even know what 
gay was, and it was so gay to me. Like, like I didn't I even know, know I is, was but gay. It is this. It is <laughs> this. Like I was like, I don't know the word for this, but it's 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 got it, you know? And I just remember feeling like there was this very strong tension between the two female leads. Totally. And so much so that I remember being like, Am I supposed to be watching this? Like this is like, like this is a little different. There's something going on here. And that was like the kind of first time that I was experiencing seeing characters that had this kind of queer undertone. Yeah. So whether while I was watching it, I actually got that explicitly said or not, I felt that. That was like the first representation that I ever witnessed. Well, we also talk in our podcast a lot about like the, one of the issues with representation in the media is that we, especially in the 90s when we grew up, just throwing our age out there, um, there wasn't a lot of obvious representation, so we mm -hmm. kind of just force our narrative anyways. Yes. Like, we're going to claim Xena no matter what. Like, she is ours. We're, and I think that's where a lot of fan fiction comes from, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of gaps, especially in that era. Like, now it's getting a lot better, I would argue, but I feel like there was a space especially in the 90s and early 2000s, where writers wanted to give tastes of representation, but they didn't want to dive right in. Yeah. Because they didn't want to lose their main fans, but they also realized that they were missing out on representing all these groups. I also think for a while there was, like, the fear of telling that story wrong. Yeah. People didn't want to get into a queer character because they f feel like they would represent them incorrectly. That's true. But I'm like, I'll take incorrect representation. <laughs> give it to me. Just <laughs> give We're us so something. Like <laughs> so yeah, I think that's in a lot of ways why a lot of fan fiction was born out of characters like Xena. Yeah. And needing that and taking the small moments that you got from these characters on screen or in comic books and trying to grasp onto that representation in totally. some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's one of your fictional characters? Um, my first one is Shigo. Okay. From Kim Possible. Nice. Um, just the fact that like her and Kim are fighting so much. Like, the, <laughs> like it's obvious like queer rage, you know? That's all I'm getting from that. So I started looking her up to like see if I was correct in this backstory. <laughs> correct. Get, get this. <laughs> she has like a full family of like egos. There's oh. like he go, she go, we go, <laughs> me go, I don't know. Uh, and how they got their powers is they were in a treehouse and they got hit by a rainbow comet. Gay. Gay. So, so gay. gay. So gay. Okay, so confirmed. 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 She goes yeah. gay. There's so much sexual tension between her and Kim. Like, you know. So true, yeah. And I feel like Kim deserves like a better sidekick than Ron. Absolutely. Like, he's kind of, like, aloof, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine if Kim and Shigo... Really We're dating. Teamed, well, the <laughs> ultimate team-up, yeah. <laughs> oh, Bree's just getting a call. Oh, excuse me, let me just take this. <laughs> Nothing's no, changed from our regular podcast. <laughs> Usually it rings, though, which is really fun yeah, for all of our or listeners. she picks it up. <laughs> so, the second moment that I in memory saw myself possibly represented on TV, meaning I saw a lesbian character on TV. Okay. This one was explicitly set. Was Ross's ex Carol on Friends. Okay. So I don't know if you know the storyline, but like right in the beginning, part of Ross's storyline is that his ex has left him for Susan because she was working out at the gym a lot with Susan. <laughs> 
you know, it happens. <laughs> That's how it goes, right? And I remember, like, watching that storyline, and that was the first time I saw... I had seen gay male characters represented on shows like Will and Grace, but I had never seen a lesbian couple represented. Right. So my follow-up question is, was it hard to see your lesbian queerness represented in somebody who went to the gym? <laughs> Or is that, you know, did that cut the, yeah. cut the fantasy? I was like, okay, I guess I'm not okay, gay. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> Never lifted a weight, yeah. so it can't be me. Uh, yeah, no. We'll play it by year. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like, I feel like we, jokes aside, we take what we can get. Absolutely, yeah. And, um... The funny thing, uh, the funny thing is, is that storyline was actually quite a negative storyline against those characters because right. the big deal was, oh, poor Ross, he was left by Carol. Poor Ross, this woman had a great coming out and fell in love. <laughs> like how, sh- how dare she? <laughs> Ross is miserable yeah. about it. So I didn't. E- it wasn't even like a positive character represented on the show, but I was still like, there is one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my second is a trio, um, and every single one is gay, I will let you know, and it is Team Rocket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse, James, That's a great one. and Meowth. Like, we're including Meowth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the gayest of them all, The really. gayest of, the, like, the leader of Team Rocket. Yeah. Leading so, the parade, actually. So once again, I was doing research on Team Rocket and how they are queer, and there was an article just titled Team Rocket are the working class queer heroes Pokemon deserves. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. Beautifully said. <laughs> so beautiful. And then I started looking into it more, and people were like, they're essentially just drama kids that didn't get enough attention. <laughs> because, like, they're so dramatic. Like, everything. Oh, my God, me. Like, Jesse is, like, mostly in drag, like, wearing a crop top. Their theme song, like... It ends, and it's them with a spotlight in front of, like, curtains, like, yeah. stage curtains. And I'm like, gay. So gay. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is. Yeah. They're so, and I feel like they're, they're great because they're also just, like, super queer. They are very um, queer with their dress. They, like, switch totally. dress a lot. Yeah. Um, they're, like, both kind of androgynous yeah, at times. Yeah, very androgynous yeah. vibes. Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you. And also, like, I feel like it just speaks to, like, you know, the narrative. Like, they try so hard, but then this, like, straight guy that doesn't really do that much <laughs> is, like, the star of the story, you know? Rude. It's like, yeah. okay, that's an interesting choice. We're just trying over here, yeah. but okay. Just doing our best. Yeah. Okay, so my next one is Janice Ian from Mean Girls. Okay. Never explicitly said. In fact, she was questionably outed during the film, right? So if anyone out there hasn't seen Mean Girls... Wake up. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Iconic for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, And Mean Girls, you know, what's her name? Regina George, Mm -hmm. okay? Leader of the Plastics, right? And she said to Janice Ian, you can't come to my birthday party because you're a lesbian. Right. So this is Janice Ian's like story from back when they were in Similar elementary school. Similar to what I said to you this year. <laughs> <laughs> so my life story, yeah. just like, it's got summed up right in that line. And I really, you know, I felt that. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> it was a pool party too. So we get it. You know, us lesbians are just like at the pool. Just yeah. Like, Wait. <laughs> um, so later in the movie, she 
has the line, it's probably because I have a big lesbian crush on you. So right. it's never said that she's a lesbian. Right. It was that they assume she's a lesbian, you know, because she's a bit different and she dresses different. But I would like to claim her as a lesbian because she I just... She dresses different, but she also dresses exactly like you. <laughs> <laughs> like... I just need the hair. Yeah, I just, just need the, the hair. hair. That's the only thing missing. That would be like the easiest Halloween yeah. outfit. Actually, what am I doing? Like, we're here watching all this amazing cosplay and I miss the opportunity to be Jan- Janice-Ian. <laughs> what? You're telling me you're not cosplay as Janice-Ian right now. <laughs> okay, just pretend I'm, I'm Janice-Ian today, as you all can tell. Perfect. <laughs> But yeah, so once again, another time where the word lesbian was explicitly said, but it was in kind of still a negative context. But with that said, I kind of felt that, like that feeling different. And I saw myself and I I just, I keep going back to, it's so sad that as LGBTQ plus people, we take like one moment or line like that in a movie and we have to cling. like make shirts, make shirts. (laughs) And but they also, did. Oh, the lesbians made shirts. Oh, I, Try and go to a Pride without a shirt that says, I've got a big lesbian crush on you. But also, like, that's the type of joke that I would make in high school. Like, yeah. I'm like I have a big gay crush on you, but, like, I did. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I was like, that'd be so weird and gross. But, like, it was true. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think we go back to this a lot on the podcast, but representation is so important. Yeah. Because when you're growing up, you either don't know other LGBTQ plus people in a lot of cases, or the other LGBTQ plus people also don't know that you're LGBTQ plus. Absolutely. So you're all just kind of alone in this inner monologue of stress, which, by the way, some people don't have inner monologues. Did I you know, see that on the internet? That's a whole other topic. Okay, we're changing the topic. Inner monologues. <laughs> That's next week's episode. I had a panic attack when I heard that. So for anyone out there listening, this thing has been going around on the internet that some people do not have inner monologues. So basically, like, my entire existence of my anxiety-ridden self where I'm constantly just talking to myself in my head and like can never shut it off. Like myself up in a bad way? Yes. Yeah. That apparently isn't for everybody. Like, some people don't, like, also, like, just hear themselves constantly. Yeah, they, like, more see... Some people were describing it as, like, they're interpreting pictures. Yeah. Or they're seeing the sentences written out. Wild. Wild. Okay, one more before we go back to the main topic. This happens a lot. This happens all the time, so buckle up. (laughs) Apparently, when you... Okay, picture... Picture... I was going to say an apple, but that's boring. Um... Picture, uh, picture a strap on, okay? <laughs> Close your eyes and try, and we're just gonna level up a little bit. I don't yeah. wanna go too R-rated, but we'll just Apple, go. Apple, strap on, Apple, strap the on. next step. <laughs> picture a strap on, close your eyes and picture it. Okay. Do you actually see the strap on, or do you just see black and you're thinking of the strap on? Yeah, that one. Me too, and apparently yeah. some people actually see. I feel like I have shapes that might be strap on, like adjacent. Shapes, I just want to look at the audience. Is anyone actually closing their eyes and picturing a strap on? Because <laughs> if, we got, if we got anyone to do that, like, my day has been made. Yeah, yeah. and there has, has been ruined. So. <laughs> and we've been pulled from Fan yeah. Expo 2021. Like, cut the cord, cut the cord. <laughs> okay, so back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, my, you go, you go. My third, also never confirmed, uh, Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, yeah. And not only are mm-hmm. they evidently gay, <laughs> they're gay dads, which is yes. so beautiful. That is beautiful. Like, they literally raise him, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, yeah, but don't focus on that. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's so sweet. All that hard work. And one's a twink. 
and one's one's, a twink and one's, and one's like a, a bear. bear dad. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. So much representation. I know. And we complain about not having representation. <laughs> it's everywhere. And like Hakuna Matata is like all about being gay. <laughs> like, like it really, really is. Like <laughs> it's a problem-free philosophy. I'm like, that's Sounds gay. about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about gay. Okay, so my next one is Glee. Okay. Can, can you throw a blanket on Glee? Like, Just Glee. Anyways, Glee. next show. <laughs> okay. Honestly, any Ryan Murphy created show, but yeah. I feel like that goes into the era of my life where I started seeing characters that were actually thought out or were intentionally... LGBTQ plus. So, you know, if I'm going, I'm going in chronological order because I actually thought about the way that I was going to do this today. Unlike you, you're all over the place with your Timon, Pumbaa, all that stuff. But (laughs) I was, you know, I went from Xena while I was changing the channels when I was a kid and some science channels came up and I was like, what am I watching? But it's, it's good, whatever it is. And then Mean Girls, like kind of getting that, Ross at Friends. But the Glee was the first time where there was these people that were my age right. and I saw actually thought out storylines okay. regarding their queerness. Right. So there was bisexual representation, there was lesbian representation. Um, I just feel like that show, although now looking back at a lot of, uh, of the writing as you know, time changes and we all become more aware, some of the writing was quite problematic. Absolutely. Looking a back. Ryan Murphy created show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At the time, it was the first time that I saw any form of, oh, that might be okay for me to be gay. Right. Because here's these people in high school, I relate to them, at the time I was a similar age to them, and, you know, that could be me, and they seem to be doing all right. I have a similar uh, feeling about it, but it was at that time, like, I remember Glee coming out when I was still, like, unsure of my sexuality. Like, it was before I even came out. And I remember being like, oh, my God, I hate Kurt. Like, I hate Kurt. He's so annoying. Like, I would never want to be, like, that kind of gay. And that literally, like, I am Kurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like... The internalized I, homophobia oh God, jumped rampant, out. Rampant, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, Kurt's amazing. But I also think that I became Santana as well. Yes. Like, just, like, so me. And also gay, though. <laughs> yeah, so that was the lesbian representation, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I loved. But that's true, too. Like, I feel like there's a certain point with these queer creators or queer characters, and I don't know if you agree with me, but a lot of times before I was out, they made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I think... Well, you hate what you want to be. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I saw their queerness, and I didn't know yet what it meant to be LGBTQ+, who I was. I hadn't come to terms with my sexuality. And now, looking back, I realize why a lot of those scenes made me feel kind of like, oh, what's going on? Because I was... The the music numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the music numbers. It was just uncomfortable all around. No, but because I was gay and I was watching it and while it helped me come to terms with being LGBTQ+, I think it did before then kind of take me on a bit of a roller coaster of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm watching it, and it was easier for me to not see it and pretend it wasn't there. Right. Right? But as soon as you get representation, you kind of also have to deal with your own emotions head on. Yeah. Which is, like, not what I love to do. Exhausting. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't watch Glee anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly for that reason. Back in the closet, <laughs> <Yeah>. glee's off. Yeah. 
Okay, my other, my uh, fourth character is, I, I don't even know if it was ever addressed, but I feel like it didn't have to be. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> like just- SpongeBob or, or Patrick. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it's all the SpongeBob universe. Okay. Very gay. They're all Anything gay. underwater, very gay. <laughs> um, so SpongeBob literally like, is kind of like an old lesbian, <laughs> if you think about it. Like he lives in a pineapple. The outfit's there. Uh, preppy. Yeah. High socks. Has like a cat snail. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then I feel like Patrick and Squidward are like different variations of like gay age. Like I feel okay. like Squidward is like that old mean gay. <laughs> like me. Like I feel like I am Squidward. You in 10 years. And then Patrick's like the really dumb gay. Like me as well. <laughs> you know? So I felt very well represented <laughs> in, in that show. In the SpongeBob uh, universe. Okay. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, no, you know, I never really got too into SpongeBob. Okay. Maybe because, you know, I'm a little homophobic. But yeah. <laughs> also, okay, bikini, <clears throat> what? Bottom. <laughs> You're right, bottom, bikini bottom. If that's not a gay bar, if what that's is? Not, I'm starting a gay bar, <laughs> bikini bottom. <laughs> Oh Bikini God. verse. <laughs> I feel like we need to do a second part to this episode where we pull up fanfic on these characters. Yeah. Because I guarantee there's fanfic for all of these. Oh, absolutely. That is super gay. Yeah. 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 And I think it's some fanfic is amazing. Have you ever read fanfic? No. It's the stories that you wanted when you watched it that you didn't get. I think I'm the wrong person to ask though, because I hate reading. <laughs> like if I could get an audiobook of fanfic I'm sure it's out there probably. like fanfic podcasts yeah oh my gosh if you're listening we're wherever you're listening <laughs> we're starting a yeah. fanfic podcast no if you're listening head to our Instagram at I can explain podcast and for all of you in the crowd if you got a phone on you at I can explain podcast it's looking like a good place to follow um, please comment or mention if there's any great fanfics that you've read or places that Sean can listen to them or if you yourself want to read it to me I would also <laughs> subscribe to that service send a voice yeah. note that would be great okay so we are at Fan Expo and for those of you that don't know what that is it's well it's a lot of things but you know, there's the podcast alley that we're currently in, it, which makes it sound like we're in like some little alley, but I it's just a section. I literally thought we were going to be in the alley. <laughs> <laughs> they like they were like, it's the first year. We don't know if we want you indoors yet, but prove it to us. <laughs> they stuck us out behind the convention center. We're like in a dumpster. <laughs> Recording live from the dumpster outside of Fan Expo. Um, so we're here recording live. It's super cool because it's actually kind of hard to concentrate on what you're saying because there's so much amazing cosplay walking yeah. by. But it's just everything fan. There's cosplay. There's what you'd imagine from, you know, what, what would most people traditionally know? Maybe like a Comic-Con yeah. vibe. But it's got everything from Harry Potter to some amazing celebrities that are here representing. We saw, we walked by and we saw a celebrity appearance from Oscar from The Office, which uh -huh. was really cool. And Christina Ricci. Yes. So they've got some amazing stuff going on here. So we're just really excited to be here and, you know, nerding out because it's pretty epic. But... 
going back to what I think a lot of people might imagine when they initially think of an expo like this is comic books. Okay. Okay. Superheroes. Are we on a journey to get to your next one? Is that what's We're on a right journey. <laughs> I can sense Buckle that. Buckle up. <laughs> so I was looking up fictional characters and looking up, you know, whether I had just made up in my head the characters being LGBTQ or whether it was explicitly said. Yeah. And depending on where you read, it's going to tell you a different thing. Totally. Right? Um, so a lot of comic book females I've always seen as either bisexual or lesbian representation from Harley Quinn to Poison Ivy, Batwoman. There's a lot out there. But what I saw lacking is a lot of gay male representation. Yeah. And I wonder, I'm wondering why that is. I feel like the suits are gay enough that, like, we can kind of call it at that, you know? We can piece it like, together from there. Like, as soon as we see, like, some spandex and a cape, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> we got it. I, I can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> if I could read or write, I could make some fan fiction, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, so that's true. The, the, the costumery is there. Yeah. It's just missing the storylines. And I wonder if that's because a lot of comic book writers, you know, there's some debates out there that they are originally written for the male audience. Right. Right? And, um, you know, it's getting better, and I think there's a debate on that in particular, but I see a lot of them being written for the male audience. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll go ahead and say it. Mm -hmm. And I think that with a lot of comic books, they're okay to go there with making a female a little queer, but there's still this issue with making a superhero gay. Right. Because it's somehow still this underlying thing of it's going to take away from their masculinity. Yes. I also feel like we do talk about one of the issues is that there is the dark side of representation, which is like the fetishized, fetishization yeah. of... That's a big word. That's a good, It is, yeah. yeah it's a, it's a, big it's a mouthful. Yeah, honestly. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> there are children here. <laughs> um, there is like a fetishization, as I tried it again, uh, aspect of it, where like if you make a superhero a queer woman... Right. Men still enjoy that. Exactly. But if you make a man superhero gay, they feel like they're just going to lose like a lot of their audience. Yeah, they feel like they're going to lose their like But you'll get ma- me. So like <laughs> Or you what's... the Oh, I thought you meant you're going to be the gay superhero. Oh, no. <laughs> you'll get me, Sean. What would be your superhero like, thing? I don't know. <laughs> crying. I was going to say. <laughs> Staying in the closet for a ridiculous amount of yeah, hours. I would be like um, like, like Shark Boy or like something. I don't know. <laughs> Me like just thinking about my, all the ways I could possibly die just driving to work every day. <laughs> Honestly though. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm excited for that comic to be written. <laughs> it's going to be a if there's any writers seller. in the audience that are looking for some new characters. <laughs> yeah, so in the comic book world, I feel like there is a lack of representation when it comes to that. But on there's, the... There's, we have Deadpool, and we are okay, clinging yes, to Deadpool. We're clinging... Deadpool's he's, there for he's us. He's all we want and need. Okay, really. <laughs> there. We're, we're happy. Yeah. Case Done. closed. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... There is, and we've talked about this before on our podcast, there is this thing where I feel like a lot of the 
evil villains, whether it's in comics or in Disney movies, are super queer Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And I mean, it's not explicitly said a lot of the time. Sometimes it is in comic books. Um, And there's this interesting thing when it comes to fictional characters, especially the history of how they're written, that a lot of the negative or evil characters sometimes get written totally. with a queer undertone. Yes. Right? A queer context. But such then as we also pick up on any of that because we feel like the ones that are misunderstood love like a very chic evil outfit. Like all these <laughs> kind of things, you know? Like yes. they're like the ones that are at odds with everybody. Yeah. So I think a lot of LGBTQ plus people or people that just feel marginalized in some way are villains. Are are evil. (laughs) No, relate in a lot of ways to those characters because of that, because they are the outcasts. And it's interesting watching a lot of those Disney movies back where you actually, speaking for myself, root for those characters totally. more so than the main... Like, Ursula's obviously gay. She didn't care at all about Ariel's voice. She just wanted to shut her up. Yes. Like, she was like, this girl's getting everything. We love drag yeah. queen representation. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we're not getting a drag queen in the movie, but... See, I was pissed off about that. Yeah. Give Ursula... Me gi- give me Ginger Minge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, where, where was the casting on that? Ursula is a drag queen. Absolutely. And we have to take what we can get. And from a casting perspective, you know, everyone talks about how they're looking for opportunities of representation. And usually, they, they're not going to give us the main characters yet in a lot of cases, right? They're giving us the sidelines. At least represent, like, the real actors that have octopus legs. <laughs> yes. Where is the octopus representation? <laughs> yeah. I hate myself. (laughs) It's okay. I'll say it. (laughs) I just try and every once in a while get to like, you know, an emotional breakthrough. Yeah. And then we're talking. Can't get there. Yeah. We're talking about octopus. If your last character is not Captain Marvel, I'm flipping this table if it's not bolted to the stage. Well, is yours? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because I was giving her to you. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I read somewhere that Wonder Woman was the first in any comic, explicitly said that she was queer. Okay. Yeah, which I thought that was surprising to me. Yeah. And I didn't get the exact quote, so don't come to me for receipts. But it did say (laughs) she was the first. You'll just have to trust me on this one. (laughs) You heard it here and only here, and never repeat it again. Just dropping fake facts. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what would, do you have another character? I do. I have a list, but it's stuck at the bottom of my bag. Oh, okay. It's printed on paper. Yeah, I I stress went through all my top five, and we still have some time up here that we have to... I know who it was. Okay. Oh, okay. My final character. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Are we seeing this cosplay over here? Everyone look. Oh, my God. That's my final character, guys. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They're bowing. This is incredible. Wow. I wish the people listening could see this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my final character is Spinelli from Recess. Oh, so gay. So gay. Like, she literally changed her name so she wouldn't be an Ashley, because which her is, name is Ashley Spinelli. Which is also, like, known in the lesbian community as a thing. And every single time I go to a lesbian event, I feel like I'm at a fan expo, and people <laughs> are doing, like... like Spinelli. Like Spinelli. <laughs> every single lesbian dresses like Spinelli. It's a Spinelli meetup <laughs> like, every literally. time. <laughs> like, every single... Like, first of all, like, obviously gay, but also fashion icon. 
Oh yeah, I was Spinelli for Halloween. I got. A, I'll post that a picture on Instagram. All. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was a lesbian for Halloween. Yeah, no. But it just stuck. <laughs> Tried it once yeah. and it just seemed to work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. Spinelli is is definitely up there. Yeah. I totally forgot about yeah. her. She is up there for sure. And she was like that. She. I feel like she was like the original badass. Badass. Like she just didn't take anything from anybody. Yeah. She's also in like elementary school though. <laughs> so, like, she's like she's not out yet. So but we you know what we need? I just thought my next question was gonna be what do we need next? We need a Spinelli a spin-off. Sp- yes, a Spinelli in college <laughs> spin-off. A spin-off, but the spin is like Spinelli. Spin- okay, yeah. <laughs> that was a we can pitch that. We'll walk around yeah. here afterwards. There's gotta be some people that can make that happen for us. <laughs> yeah. So what do you wanna see next in fictional characters. Like, what do you think's missing? I would love, like, just an explicitly... Like, I would love if Kurt from Glee became a superhero. <laughs> like, that was a spinoff. Like, he fell in some acid, got some powers, still iconic voice musical numbers. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. A superhero musical film. Yeah. That's what's missing. You're welcome. What about you? I... Well, I think that there needs to be, first of all, like, what we're getting is lesbian representation, gay representation. We're seeing a lot more of that in the recent years. Bisexual representation has crept in. We need trans representation big time. Um, I think that is where we need to go next. And then also, both when it comes to LGBTQ plus characters, but just in general, we need more people of color represented and we also need people with disabilities represented totally because i think that is missing and sometimes i get on my like boohoo privilege train of like where's more lesbians but i was also able to sit up here for however long i've been rambling for and list all these people that i somehow saw myself in yeah a lot of people could not do that a lot of people couldn't do that so i think that's a big problem yeah yeah very valid point yeah and anything else from you, or did I just sum it up for no, you? No, I do have a small story about um, mm. Captain Marvel. Sorry, and that's all for today. <laughs> okay, see you on the neighborhood. <laughs> um, so we have a mutual friend, and we were talking about Halloween and dressing up for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And one of our mutual friends said, I'm going to dress up as Captain Marvel. And I was like, okay, you're a lesbian, she's a lesbian yeah ish <laughs> and then she has the audacity to go yeah I'm gonna dress up as Captain Marvel in her civilian clothes and I was like sorry hold on backtrack you're gonna go to a Halloween club night in a baseball hat a worn leather jacket and jeans and that's gonna be it and you're gonna say I'm Captain Marvel <laughs> At the grocery store. That's ca- <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, how can you be that bad at Halloween? Imagine if she came to to Fan Expo and that was her character. I mean, I feel like we're already getting booed out, but now I can say that I was. I'm Ours Janice. Is better than that. What are you? <laughs> Figure yourself out. Are you Janice too? <laughs> yeah. Similar. Both- I have the hair. You have the outfit. <laughs> there you go. We both have the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel like this is the place that you don't come and try and, like, pull off a half-ass costume. Either do it or you don't. Don't ever come as, like, civilian anything. <laughs> That's, like, like, what? 
Like, I'm going to dress up as, like, an NPC from Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> you hit me with your car. I died. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's always, like, there's always the cop-out, like, in high school. You'd always have those high school parties, and you'd try and make a theme and try and make it fun. And then all the guys would just show up and, like... Like, I'm a vampire, but it's my day off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> shut up. I'm not thirsty today. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if you were to dress up as anyone today, who would it have been? Oh, God. It doesn't have to be LGBTQ+. I want you to... The world's your oyster. I mean, my favorite uh, uh, non... Or a fictional character, um, still to this day, which is really concerning, and we've talked about this before, is Cruella from 101 Dalmatians. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a vegan, but, like, the fact that I was, like, <laughs> so obsessed with this woman that wanted to skin puppies, I think there's, like, a whole mental illness <laughs> side topic to get into that. But I loved her so much that, like, that's who I would... If I could dress as her every day, I would. Yeah, it's always more fun to be the bad characters. Like, my, her the bad in the, characters. In the, the live action, when she, she's... Like, when Glenn Close plays her, mm -hmm. her entrance is, like, the most iconic thing I've ever seen. Yeah. She has, like... 10 feet of fur. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, she might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, so probably her. The activists roll in. Yeah. <laughs> That's, they cut it, but she got like paint dumped on her after that. Oh, God. <laughs> Not so iconic. Yeah, no, I feel like there's, um, I don't know who I would address up as today because. I just feel like a lot of times when it comes to cosplaying, I get stressed out that I'm not going to be, like, cosplay enough. Right. And I feel like that's also, like, an issue when it comes to, like, women nerding out is there's, like, this weird thing. It's like when you wear a band tee and all the bros are like, but do you even listen to that band? So it's like when you dress up as, like, a nerdy, like... Or, like, a character. They're like, yeah, but do you even know that their second sister used to live in, like, Antarctica? Right. Like, you have to, like, I feel like come prepared with the facts or you're, like, a phony cosplayer. That's why you choose somebody easy, like Cruella. The facts are I skin dogs. <laughs> I am she. <laughs> like, it's hard to, uh, you know, mess that one up. She doesn't need a backstory. <laughs> it's all there. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind yeah. for next time. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Do you have Is another that, character? No. That's, I hit five. That's it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, on that note, I think that I just wanted to make, like, a point in saying that we will take what we can get with LGBTQ plus representation, but Absolutely. we're always here for more. Absolutely. And I'm going to bring it right back to we need Elsa to be gay. Gay. We need her to be gay. Elsa and Spinelli, grown-up, spin-off. I don't Give know how we connect those worlds, but we'll make it want. happen. Weirder things have been done. <laughs> story on Elsa. Me and my sister watched Frozen together for the first time. Okay. And both of us started, like, actually sobbing throughout the entire film. Because you both can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we literally were like, we are these sisters. Right. And our relationship was so... 
that relationship and even like the years it where Elsa was like trapping herself in her room to try and like hide her magic powers. Gayness. Gay. Yeah. And like Brooke was like, there was a few years, Brooke's my sister, there was a few years in high school where I felt like I wasn't connected to you because you would always kind of be in your room or be really, you know, quiet about what you were feeling or what you were doing. You would shoot me with an ice ray and almost kill me. Uh, yeah, I shot her with a few ice <laughs> yeah. rays. And Happens she was like, there's something class. going on here. <laughs> and it's crazy how that story connects to so many LGBTQ plus people in general, but also for me being a woman in particular and feeling like for those of you out there, there's if there's someone in your life who they're maybe pulling back, it, a lot of times, whether it's a mental health thing or they're just figuring themselves out, give them the chance to figure that out. Yeah. Because I feel like there was a lot of years in my life where I felt very um, guilty for separating myself from my main circle um, or not being outward on who I was. I felt like I was lying when I was just in social settings. Right. So instead of lying, I just retreated. And I think that that character in a lot of ways represented that for me that, you know, I was watching it when I was, what, 25 or something. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, it was okay. Like, it's, I, it wasn't something I had to be ashamed for, about, but I also get why I needed that time to myself. Right. Because there's a lot of societal pressures, whether it's that you're a les lesbian or that you shoot ice. <laughs> You know, it's both. We do need more representation of both of those things. So you're right. <laughs> all right. So to all of you listening, thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Wherever you're listening, please make sure to subscribe or follow. It really, really helps us out. To all of you today here at Fan Expo who came and listened, thank you so much. It thank means you. a lot. Um, and make sure to hit us up on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and at Twitter at I Can Explain Pod because they cut off the character count so that's the best we could do and make sure to tell your friends this podcast is not just a podcast for people that are lgbtq plus it's a podcast for anyone who wants to learn more about the lgbtq plus community so whether that's your sister your parents a friend of yours or maybe you we appreciate you passing it along and we appreciate you listening absolutely and until next time we will, we will see, see you around, around the, the gayborhood <laughs> wait we have to do that again wait, we're kay. in front of an audience and we messed <laughs> up our end and until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. Nailed it. Gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, humans, for coming and listening. You're awesome. <laughs>